Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk, ICRT's weekly interview segment, bringing you conversations from and about Taiwan. I'm Keith Manconi. Now, if you are a city dweller like me, living up here in Taipei, you probably spend a lot of your time thinking of ways to get out of the city. Uh, and we've discussed a number of them on the show before. Whether you know you want to head out, do some hiking. Uh, there's you know ballooning a bit further south down in Taichung. There's really no end to the stuff you can do in Taiwan. But one thing you might want to add to your list is surfing. Word on the street is that uh, Taiwan actually has got some pretty good waves, and people are starting to notice. Now, if you are also like me. Uh, the idea of driving out, heading to the coast, and uh, jumping on a board might be a little intimidating. So today in the show, uh, we are bringing on a guy who's trying to make it easier to learn the ins and outs of surfing Taiwan. Brent Calkins is the founder of a startup that's just about to release a website and app aimed at providing surfers with all the info they'll need to hit the waves in Taiwan. Uh, it's got a great name too. You ready for this? Taiwan Surf. I want to surf. I'll let that sink in. I invited Brent in to tell us a bit more about the app and why it's a good time to be a surfer in Taiwan. Brent Calkins, thanks so much for uh, speaking with us today. Thanks, Keith. I appreciate it. So, just to uh, start things out, uh, introduce us to Taiwan Surf. Uh, let's let's just start with the real nitty gritty here. Uh, what can users expect when they go to this website? How are how are you hoping uh, that they'll use it? Okay, well, for surfers, we want Taiwan Surf to be the comprehensive one stop shop for surfers in Taiwan. Uh, basically, surfers who want to get forecasts on Taiwan, uh, surf reports. Information on surf businesses, retail shops, uh, surf surf shops, surf hostels, uh, any type of surf business in Taiwan uh, that'll be listed on our website, making it easy for them to locate. Also, educational uh, information, how tos on surfing tutorials, education on ocean awareness, things like this, uh, surf etiquette. Basically, we want to provide. All the information that surfers need to mm. help improve their surfing, uh, and uh, so you're telling me that this is uh, going to be a bilingual uh, web page, both English and Chinese. Uh, but it sounds like you know whether you're looking for this stuff in English or Chinese. Uh, right now, there's really uh, just kind of a, a patchwork that you're up against. There's really no one place that you can go currently. That's correct. It will be bilingual, both Chinese and English. And yeah, that's kind of the problem I had when I first started surfing in Taiwan. Is that I went online to find information on uh, where are the good spots in Taiwan to surf, uh, where are the surf shops, surf hostels, where can I go and buy some board shorts? Um, I went online and I couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could find some websites, but like you said, it was just kind of patchwork. Um, you know, a little bit of information here, a little bit of information there, but nothing really comprehensive that had everything that a surfer needs. Right, and anybody who's ever gone shopping in Taiwan, uh, as anybody who's done that knows, you really need to know a location before you know where you can get stuff. I mean, mm. oh, maybe that's a sports store, but oh, psych out, it's only for badminton. You know, like everything <laughs> is like very, very local here. You need that uh, extra information. Um, for those of us who are not 
necessarily knowledgeable about surfing, mm. what is the kind of information that a real surfer is really going to be looking for? What, what do they need uh, to, to, to you know, know when it's a good time to go to the beach? Okay, so for you know, a more advanced surfer, the biggest thing that we want are surf forecasts and surf reports. We want to go online and look, okay, my favorite spot over here in Elan. What do the waves look like right now? What are the conditions? If I go there right now, am I going to catch some good waves? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then looking into the future a few days, if you want to plan your week, mm-hmm. you know, if you have one day off this week or if you can only surf on the weekend, I want to see what the waves are going to be doing this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are they going to be good here? Are they going to be better here? So you can plan ahead and go to the spot that you want to go to. Um, based on how good the waves are. And right now, there's just uh, no, no good source for that? Um, yeah, there are some sources for that, but nothing specifically focused on Taiwan. You can go to, for instance, Magic Seaweed, mm-hmm. um, and they have surf, re- surf forecasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want something more localized. Basically, um, for all the, the main surf spots in Taiwan, um, all the information on those surf spots, and also... Uh, basically giving the surfer uh, more detailed information um, based on surfers in Taiwan. Mm. Where, does, where does the data come from? Is this something the Central Weather Bureau puts out? Um, we can get some of the data from there. Um, we can get uh, data from NOAA, mm-hmm. which is a website uh, based in the United States. They provide a lot of weather data, um, wave forecasts, wave models, things like that. And that's what most of the bigger websites like magic seaweed swell net that's where they get their information there's from. so many good surfer puns all over the place i'm <laughs> yeah. loving it i'm loving it um so let's talk a little bit more broadly about uh surfing in taiwan and 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 why this is something that you and uh, the other people in your team are are, are really uh interested in fostering uh mm. and let's just start with how you originally got interested in surfing because interestingly you were not interested in surfing until you came to Taiwan so tell us a little bit about what it was about surfing in Taiwan that hooked you okay um well yeah you're right you know i lived in chicago for 13 years before moving to taiwan so there aren't really any waves there other than surfing uh uh, the Great Lakes there. <laughs> the surfing forecast would be grim. <laughs> yes, it would not be very good. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, I would go to the beach sometimes, and uh, my, my my wife and I went to the beach one one weekend. It was actually my birthday, and her friend is actually a surf instructor in Fulong. And, you know, I said, you know, I want, I want to learn how to surf properly. So he gave me, an instru- uh, he gave me a, a surf lesson, showed me how to stand up and whatnot, and... I started surfing and just absolutely fell in love with it. Mm. You know, there's just a really deep connection there uh, Mm -hmm. with the ocean, with the environment. um, And I just fell in love with it. So that's when I started looking online for information. Mm -hmm. You know, what are the good surf spots in Taiwan? And, you know, where are the surf hostels, the surf businesses where I can find things? Mm. And it does seem like it's uh, catching on with other people, too. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm basing most of this uh, just on what I read in the newspaper because they don't let me out of the studio too terribly often. <laughs> but uh, just based on what I'm seeing, I mean, it does seem like this is something that more and more uh, locals and expats are getting into over the last several years. Absolutely. It is, it is growing quite a bit in Taiwan. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things we want to focus on, because a lot of the more well-known surf spots are becoming 
getting uh, heavily populated, and the water is getting dangerous, uh, mm. especially when you have uh, a lot of beginners in the s- same surf spot. Something we want to foster, something we want to uh, educate, especially youth surfers, is surf etiquette, mm-hmm. ocean awareness, um, so that we can make the water safer mm-hmm. um, for all surfers, you know, beginners up to advanced surfers, um, so that the water is safer for everybody. Right. So it does It does seem like a big part of your mission is not just information, but also, I mean, I guess maybe just introducing the concept of uh, getting better at this and, and, and developing a community and a consciousness around uh, this, uh, this activity in general. Absolutely. Yes. You know, obviously, you know, our biggest uh, purpose is to serve surfers. You know, the website is uh, completely free to surfers, but we also want to... Uh, improve the surf community. Um, the entire community from surfers to surf businesses, um, you know, with education so that uh, everybody can work together to make it better. You know, uh, one thing we we don't want um, are surf businesses uh, competing with other surf businesses. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have to, you know, they're businesses. But right. we want them, everybody to be on the same page, you know, as far as education and making the surf community better, making it safer, making Taiwanese, not only surfers, but um, Taiwanese in general, more educated about the ocean, mm-hmm. um, more educated about the environment, you know, keeping the beaches clean, keeping the oceans clean, um, things like that. And then also uh, we want to foster, you know, projects uh, that help the environment and the beaches. Mm-hmm. We, w- we will dedicate 5% of our profits towards um, projects that foster those things, educate youth, mm-hmm. and also foster uh, and implement projects to help keep the beaches clean, mm-hmm. uh, educate uh, surfers and, and Taiwanese in general. And, and, and picking up a little bit on that uh, educa- uh, education question, I mean, I think that there is a little bit of a, a, a difference in culture, maybe even, uh, in, in attitudes towards the beach than you might see uh, in North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is really just based on reading I've done, so uh, I'd be interested to hear your take, but it uh, does sound like it's only the last 10 years or so that a beach destination has become mm-hmm. very popular in Taiwan. So, I mean, you're working uh, with a lot of uh, local Taiwanese in your business as well, so uh, you, you, you do have that local connection. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you've, I'm sure had a lot of conversations about this. What kind of challenges are there in terms of education? It is true. It's it's interesting because Taiwan is an island, you know, and, right. and it has some amazing, beautiful beaches, yet the general public are afraid of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to education, mm-hmm. you know, because the majority of Taiwanese, especially the older generation, have never been properly educated about ocean awareness, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, some people go to the ocean and they don't know how to swim. I'm amazed with how many Taiwanese don't know how to swim. My wife, she doesn't know how to swim. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Hopefully she won't get mad at me for saying that. (laughs) Sorry, honey. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm just amazed with how many Taiwanese can't swim and they live on an ocean with beautiful beaches. so, yes, and like I said, it just goes back to education, and that's one of the areas that we want to we contribute to is supporting that and, and educating mm. Taiwanese. 
Let's talk about the environmental issues that you're sort of picking up on there, mm-hmm. because uh, I've been to Fulong, I've been to some of the North Coast beaches, and mm-hmm. uh, I was shocked the first time I went. I mean, there, there, there are certainly, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are certainly many Taiwanese people that put in time every single week to cleaning up the beaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was there, I saw a huge group of people that were just volunteers that just decided to use their Saturday to clean up the beaches. So there is that mentality there, but at the same time, there's a ton of trash. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, just based on your observations, where does that come from and how do you deal with it? Yeah. Well, I think you're right. There are more and more groups um, that are being organized that do monthly, um, sometimes weekly beach cleans, which is very, very important. Um, that's something that we have to continue, um, something we have to foster. But the problem, the problem lies in the city, mm-hmm. um, you know. I hate to say it, but, you know, I've been in Taiwan for eight years and I can count on two hands how many times I've just seen somebody just blatantly throw litter on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, One time I remember there was one guy, he walked right past a garbage can Mm -hmm. and five feet later he threw trash on the ground Mm. and it just blew my mind. You know, and again, it goes back to education, you know, but that's where the trash starts. Um, it starts in the city. You know, you throw some trash on the ground. Um, the rain takes it in together, and then eventually it ends up in the ocean. Right. Um, so it's not necessarily people at the beach littering on the beach. It's really a, a, a more systematic problem. It's both. It's mm-hmm. both. I mean, there are people who go to the beach and just leave their trash there, mm-hmm. which is just unbelievable. <laughs> but, yeah, unfortunately, there are people like that. And, um, you know, I think... They need to be educated. You know, once they see a seagull, mm-hmm. um, a dead seagull with its stomach open and there's nothing in there but plastic mm-hmm. and trash. Yeah. And once these people can, you know, see images of what that trash that they mm-hmm. leave on the beach, what it's doing to the ocean, what it's doing to marine life, what it's doing to other animals, then I think they will change mm-hmm. um, their their outlook on it and, mm-hmm. and it'll improve. But yeah, there just needs to be more education. Mm. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Taiwan as a place to surf. Um, my knowledge here is really limited. I've just done mm-hmm. a little bit of reporting. I mean, there's uh, the uh, Taiwan Open of Surfing uh, mm-hmm. that uh, last November, it was down in Taidong and uh, Jinzun, yeah. uh, that area. And uh, it was sold it was. I mean, I'm. I'm only basing this on what the government officials were saying. It was sold. Jinzuin is sold as like an amazing surfer paradise. Mm-hmm. But let's get your take. I mean, is Taiwan an amazing surfer paradise? Taidong is an amazing surfing paradise. Um, great waves down there. But in general, yes, Taiwan is a great surfing country. Um, it's a. It's a great place to surf. You know, it's not on. Uh, on the scale of, you know, like an Australia or Hawaii, mm-hmm. you know, the waves aren't, aren't that great, but they're, they're just not as consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the wave in general is not very long. Mm-hmm. It depends on where you surf, but, um, you know, the quality of the wave isn't the greatest in the world, mm-hmm. but it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, 
it's fun. So, so that's why you need a little bit of a app help there. It's yes, ex- <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you get some more information, um, education, and and get some better forecasts, and and it'll even be better. I mean, is it picking up as uh, as a destination for real serious uh, surfers as well? I think so. Yes. Um, you know, there's a few uh, tour groups out there, surf mm-hmm. tour groups, um, and it seems like they have a pretty good, steady uh, group of people coming in from, you know, New Zealand, Australia, um, all over the world, basically. And, you know, some of the places they're coming from are, uh, you know, good surf spots. I, and I think one thing about Taiwan, it's still, it's still pretty much untapped. If you look at it in terms of, okay, we're going to go to even if you compare it to Japan, mm-hmm. um, you know, because surfing in Japan is uh, fairly popular. Um, you know, if somebody is traveling through Asia and they want to get a quick uh, surf trip in, mm-hmm. Taiwan is a perfect location for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's easily accessible. And also, they know if they come here, they're going to be able to go to surf spots where there's nobody else in the water. Mm. Um, and, and I mean, when, when, you, when, when you bring it down... Uh, Every surfer wants to be in the water with, you know, only a couple of their buddies in the water and not, you know, a hundred right. other people. So. Right, right, right. There's a little territorial there. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. So it sounds like uh, there's there's a way of looking at this where, you know, it's getting more popular uh, and it's kind of a race against time to mm. keep up, uh, you know, the the education and the understanding of how to maintain good beaches and how to maintain good surf, surf culture that needs to keep up with the demand. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things, you know, like I I mentioned, you know, it's, it's going to get bigger regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, so we want to find solutions to how to improve it. And, you know, it's great that more people enjoy it because it's such an amazing, I don't want to call it a sport, but, uh, it, 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 it's such an amazing thing to do. Um, so, we we want to find solutions to make it where there aren't so many people in the water that it just becomes too dangerous and no fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for instance, uh, we want to implement webcams around the island um, at the major surf spots. And one thing that's going to do, we implement the webcams, the surf cams, is that, you know, for instance, at Ushigang, Usha Harbor in Elan, is a very heavily surf surf spot. Um, and it's pretty dangerous just because there's so many people in the water. Mm. Uh, so, you know, if somebody at home, you know, on their sofa looks at the webcam online or in the app and sees, oh, there's 5 million surfers in the water, Mm. um, I'm going to go somewhere else Mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm not going to go surfing today. Mm -hmm. Um, things like that, uh, that will alleviate some of the, the stress, uh, in the water, Mm -hmm. um, just so everybody's happier and right. safer. Yeah, take some pressure off of those busy spots. Uh, that mm-hmm. kind of that kind of reminds me, though, and, and and maybe we can talk a little bit about uh, the culture of surfers here. What kind of mentality they bring to the mm-hmm. beaches? Because uh, I grew up in Northern California, and I uh, I remember 
you know, there were certain beaches, like in in Santa Cruz, for example, where you don't go there unless mm-hmm. you know people there. I mean, yeah. and it, it was very territorial. I heard stories. You know, you would get your tires slashed yeah. if you went to the wrong beach, <laughs> and people like that was a, that was like a, a note of pride. Like, yeah. yeah, you have to. Our surfers are serious. They'll slash your tires <laughs> if you if you get in their space. Yeah, is there is there any kind of uh, a culture like that here? Is it is it an easier kind of scene to break it, into? It's much easier to break into here in Taiwan. Um, yeah, I've heard I've heard many stories about. About that in California mm-hmm. and, and other places, um, I haven't heard any stories about people slashing tires <laughs> or beating anybody up. You know, every now and then you get a, a disgruntled surfer in the water mm-hmm. um, who thinks all the waves belong to him. Yeah, um, but it's rare. I yeah. mean, I I I can count on one hand how many times I've seen something like that happen. I've never seen anybody get in a fight. I've never heard anybody. You know, eh, I've seen a few times people yelling and, and things like that. But again, most people um, actually, it's pretty cool. I, I was surfing the other day, and uh, and somebody, one surfer dropped in on another surfer, and basically that means somebody's already on the wave, mm-hmm. and then a person in front of him dropped into the wave so it made it very dangerous for the person who was already on the wave um because he had to like wipe out or get off the wave um so that he wouldn't to hit, avoid hit, him yeah. yeah to avoid hitting the other surfer um and you know he could have gotten angry he could have yelled at him um but he just went back when he went back uh to the lineup uh he just said hey you know you can't do that. You can't. And basically he just educated him, um, Mm -hmm. gave him a surf tip, some etiquette, um, on what, what that surfer should do. So you see more of that Mm -hmm. people, um, surfers educating Mm -hmm. uh, in Taiwan more than people yelling. Mm. Um, At least, you know, that's my experience. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's a really good surf culture here, Mm -hmm. here in Taiwan. Um, you know, surfers, the surfers in Taiwan love to help, Mm -hmm. um, you know, pretty much with anything. Um, but you know, if, if it's related to surfing or beaches, the ocean, the environment, they want to help, they want to do something good. And yeah, so I think it's a really tight knit surf community Mm. in Taiwan. So, okay. So that's going to be encouraging to some of the folks that maybe are, are, are less experienced, such as myself, (laughs) uh, for those folks. I mean, let's just, let's just give them the very basics. I mean, uh, let's imagine somebody's listening to this interview on uh, a Saturday morning and Mm. they're thinking to themselves, you know what? I want to give this a try this afternoon. What's your advice to them? How can somebody uh, break into this? What's the, what's the best beach to go to for your first couple of times? Where's, Mm -hmm. where's the spots to get started? Um, well, Elan's a, a very popular area. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many, many surf shops there mm-hmm. uh, with lots of instructors. So you can go there as one person. You can go there as a group. Grab some of your friends. Um, go down. Go down to Elan. Go to uh, Ushigang. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's like I said, there's a lot of surf shops there that can can help you. You know, you go down there. You can rent a board for. Rent a surfboard for 500 NT for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get some instructions for you know a, a thousand, fifteen hundred. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's super easy to mm-hmm. if you want to learn how to surf. It's it's very easy. I mean it's set up. 
Yeah, and most most of the main surf spots. I mean, you can go to Fulong, Jinshan. Um, you can go anywhere. Um, you know, I'm just naming off northern surf spots. Um, but anywhere on the island where that has major surf spots, you're going to be able to find a surf instructor mm-hmm. that that can teach you. And usually um, Chinese and English. Mm. So that's pretty good. A lot of the the surf shop owners, um, you know, they're they're fluent in English as well. So mm. so that's good. But yeah, it's it's really easy. And you know, our website is going to make that even easier mm-hmm. um, because we're going to have a list of all the surf businesses. So you know, if you're if you're in Jinshan and you want to um, just go onto the website and click Jinshan, and you know, there'll be a list of all the surf shops and mm. instructors there. So. And my understanding is uh, just because it's winter doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad time to go to the beaches in Taiwan? Actually, for uh, for diehard surfers, more advanced surfers, winter is better. The, mm. wa- the waves are much better, more consistent. During the summertime right now, um, you know, the waves are flatter. Mm-hmm. Um, they're usually flat. Unless we get a typhoon, mm-hmm. um, then the waves are really great. Um, but, of course, we can't surf the day before the day of and the day after a typhoon because the government says so, which I guess I'll say is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to because that's when the waves are the best. Okay. Uh, we, we, we've uh, angered your girlfriend. We've angered the government. <laughs> yeah. We're angering a lot of focus groups. I shouldn't anger the government because actually uh, we eventually we want to – uh, we want to work with the government. We want to collaborate with them. So, you know, again, going back to the safety and 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 uh, all that. So, <laughs> I, I hope my I hope my buddy Thomas isn't listening to this either because I've been trying to talk him out of going to the beach uh, during typhoon days for years. So, Thomas, if you're listening, I still don't approve. Um, let's let's go to the broader picture though, mm-hmm. uh, and just think a little bit about. Uh, it does seem like outdoor sports in general uh, mm-hmm. are kind of on the upswing in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. What do you think, what is the, if, if we're trying to find like how uh, having a strong surf culture uh, changes a country even more broadly than just, you know, having an extra activity out there, mm-hmm. do you think that, you know, this does in a way uh, foster more understanding of the environment or or, or, or maybe uh, foster some better attitudes towards uh, sport in general? What are, what are your thoughts on that? I think so, yes. Uh, I mean, you know, look at Taiwan. Um, you know, if you're an outsider, if you've never been to Taiwan, like I, I, I will say most Americans are fairly ignorant on Taiwan. It's a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. You know, it has beautiful mountains, beautiful beaches. The ocean's beautiful. Um, there's just so many uh, outdoors, um, beautiful nature areas in Taiwan. And yes, um, I think, you know, I think things like this can help improve those things. And one thing, you know, as an American um, living in Taiwan, uh, you mentioned sports. You know, I feel that sports is is really lacking in Taiwan. Um, You know, uh, a a really good structured sports system. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there needs to be more of that uh, because kids in general here are now now I'm going to uh, go off on the education system. Um, the kids here are in school way too much. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in they're in school from morning until night. Some of them late at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get a, they they need to get out more and be active. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I mean, what better place to do it than in the mountains or mm-hmm. on the beach or you know? Um, because again, Taiwan has so many uh, beautiful places to go. I mean, yeah, it does. It, it does seem like a 
kind of insane, you know, the, the, the amount of beach resources here. It almost seems like an untapped national resource. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, on that note, uh, we are going to wait with bated breath uh, for the mm-hmm. app to come out. Look forward to that very much. Uh, but for now, we have been speaking today uh, to Brent Calkins. He is the founder of Taiwan Surf. Uh, and uh, we will be throwing links up to uh, that website as soon as it's out on uh, the ICRT blog. So look for that there. Uh, Brent, thanks so much for coming in today. Thanks, Keith. I really appreciate it. It's been great. Thanks for listening to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. Taiwan Talk, of course, broadcasts every Monday at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. on ICRT FM 100. Uh, listen for that right after the top of the hour newscast there. Uh, Brent told me a little bit after the interview that they are on track of, to release the website and app on October 10th. Uh, so you can look for that then. Uh, we will throw up some links on our blog, as I just mentioned right there. So just look for the post about this episode. Uh, until then, you can visit uh, what they have up right now, which is at taiwanasurf.com.tw. Still love that name. Uh, and you can go there to subscribe and get updates and all that good stuff. That is it for the show today for ICRT and Taiwan Talk. I'm Keith Manconi. See you next time.